Welcome all the listeners to another episode of Trials and Meditations. Trials and Meditations. It's your boy Red Dragon. Just inviting my people in. So let the stories begin. Let the stories begin. I'm only talking about the first when I'm talking my favorite gen. It's time to reminisce with two of my favorite men. Whether you're saying two or whether you're saying Tim, make sure you say it here with two of my brothers, Kim. Kim Wa, Kim Ness, other Bedaini guests. No matter where the convo goes, never finesse. Rituals was our gathering place. Escaping the battle of this world, chanting, that's why we called it a space embrace. This is a one of a kind podcast. Kings and chiefs speaking, I'ma call it a godcast. This is a movement. I'm glad that you're tuned in. First generation of family reunion. I'm all in on this reminiscing affair. And every word that I speak is like a fist in the air. Simple kick in the snare is all I need for my comrades. Time to lift off. Better get on your launch pads. It's savage and fast. Very far from average cats. Every memory is an actual fact. I ain't going to bar you to death. But I say it with my heart and my chest. I say recessing every part of my breath. S. Call it meditation and trials. I'm talking from state to state. This dedication for miles. Meanwhile, it's a celebration of all of us. No matter where we go, we'll never forget the cause of us. Round of applause necessary. Mind and body grow, but the spirit is legendary. Minnesota, North Carolina, the home of the host. And if you leave it up to them, they'll be doing the most. And everybody that comes on, I listen to every word. Because it's probably a story that I never heard. Observe as I paint pictures. Evaluate the scriptures. Translated by mortal men who got it twisted what if egyptians never existed first generation would never be a tradition my tree of life grew from the concrete some of us didn't make it that forever haunts me tribes of ashanti lost in the atlantic maduna tear visions i'm wishing for ancient Kemet. present day living ain't a gift at all so many slip and fall can't predict the corona with several crystal balls evolution of man tell me we got through it cooler heads prevail while i'm spitting hot fluid energized by daily reminders to Breathe easy, out left, in right bondage. Let's bring it back to brother Farouk and brother Damon. Guarantee they'll be debating about some bacon every show. It might sound ridiculous, but these brothers about to take flight like Icarus. They're elevating the mind, refined and shine, divine dialogue, meditation and trials, moving the timeline along. The point of view with a guest is very important. Just remember you're being recorded. I get through my trials. Yep, 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 yep. Welcome to another episode of Trials and Meditations, Conversation of the First Generation. I am your host, Damon S. Trent, and the S stands for Savage. Now, this week, unfortunately, uh, the Better Chem is, is doing some traveling, so he won't be joining us this week. And uh, M. Samut, Amenab, Harry Ute is running just a little bit late, so she'll be joining in on the second half. But guys, I'm pretty excited this week. Uh, we have uh, with us two young ladies doing a thing. They're east coast in it, but right now they're they're, they're out left coast in it right now in the west coast uh, doing their thing. We have with us uh, the creators, the host, co-host of the uh, Speak Her podcast. We have with us the Platinum Princess and the Blonde Bonshell. Let's give them a round of applause, ladies and germs. Yay! <laughs> Speak Her Box. Speak Her Box podcast. As Nadia was saying, Speak Her Box. Okay. <laughs> now, 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 you guys' podcast is really dope. I just want to uh, give you guys a, a a dope shout out because you know you guys have something that we here on our podcast actually don't have, and that's um structure. That's what that's what you guys are calling. Like you guys like have a series of things. Like you go from one thing to a next, and you guys actually, in my opinion, like give the listener something to think about and help them. Right. 
So oh, is, thank is, is that was the intention of the podcast, or were you guys just getting some things off? Uh, I think a little think, bit of both. A little yeah, bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. The a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. To always get like different perspectives, and you know, that's why it's always like our view, then like from our friends, and then experts. Oh hey yes boo yes. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So she's so black. She is so so black, and, and as as you can hear now, we have a uh, M Samut Aminem Harry Hi, you guys. Uh, joining us. Hi, uh, how are you? I'm good. How is everyone? Good, 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 good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So yeah. so so <laughs> let's uh, introduce uh, M Harry you Aminem to Doctor. Nadia Sasso. That that's doctor. And 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 if you don't mind, I'm gonna call you that a few times today. Cause you know some Love people it. are kind of <laughs> anal about that. So you'd be like, uh, yeah, hello. No, that's Doctor you know, Pettiford. And you'd be like, come on, you're funny your because I for, I like forget sometimes or I don't do it. And my mom even just last night was like, you work too hard for that girl. You better let, let people. You better let them know. So so tell us what you have a doctorate in. <laughs> oh, I have a doctorate in Africana studies. In Africana nice. studies? Oh, wow. From which yeah. uh, university so or institution? From Cornell University. Cornell? You said Cornell? Yeah. As in you're super small? Yeah. Wow. Ah. <laughs> a Shemsa went to Cornell. Do you know a Shemsa? No, I don't. And, and listen to what, what she's saying. You would know a Shemsa just by her name if you knew her. Yeah. You would That's know her. That's, what, do you know what year she was there? Um, She is... How old is it, Shemsa? Thirty-one. Mm. So, <laughs> damn years. <laughs> right. Um, so she would have been there from eighteen to twenty-two. She she went there for okay. undergrad. Okay, so I went there for grad. So I didn't get there oh. until twenty fourteen. Yeah. Oh no 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. she probably really leave. She graduated yeah, yeah. by then. Yeah. 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 She graduated yeah. by then. Yeah. So Dr. Sasso. Uh, you know, we we are raised a little different, but as you can see, we are all black on the inside, right? Just just imagine, oh, yeah. like, uh, oh, you went to Cornell. Do you know such like how how crazy would that be? Right? Like, Look, I was gonna say most of the time, especially in those institutions, you kind of really know. You no, know, that's why I'm like definitely uh, yeah. heard of them because just like you have to create some type of like community, family, and coalition because that's kind of all you have. Yeah, she used to talk about that quite a bit as well. Uh, you know, feeling isolated sometimes and just trying to find a sense of community while she was yeah. there. But that's um, what happens when you go to a, a PWI. <laughs> Something I picked yeah, up. That is <laughs> yeah. But listen, yeah. Sahaxim, you, you, you're feeling a little left out there. Don't feel left out. We're going to get no, you. No, I don't. <laughs> so, so I, I now listen, like I said on your podcast, you guys have a, do a great job, right? So I, I was listening because... I don't really know you, Dr. Sasso, right? And so the the best way to, right. to, to learn you was to listen to what you had to say, right? And right. so I, right. I was listening to you when you was talking. And um, on your resume, it seems that you have uh, worked at Disney. Yes, a long time ago. Very, <laughs> don't say a long, long time, time ago. You're not that old, but go ahead. <laughs> that was at least a decade ago. Wow, okay, I'm listening to you. Yeah. So what you do at yeah, Disney? Was- I thought that was really interesting because my kids love Disney. I love Disney too, I love. It was actually pretty cool because um, I'm raising my niece. So when I was working there, I didn't have to buy toys for a while. And tickets, we get tickets to Disneyland. But I was actually um, working for Disney um, 
consumer products and I was a part of their writing team. So I was doing a lot of things with reviews of what was happening within the comp- that sector or business of Disney and communicating that to the larger um, internal audience. So managing um, internal writing from like blogging to communication letters to just working very closely with the VP of communications for Disney consumer products. Oh, wow. So that's how you kind of got interested in social media. Like not social media, so sorry, but you know, like media and things like that, or were you interested yeah. in prior before that? Yes, because funny enough, um, what Shahexam was um, what my role heavily was with the podcast was a lot of the branding and visuals and different things like that. And that was the first time I was ever introduced to that. So I'm like writing and doing my thing or trying to create content. And they're like, um, you're within brand guidelines. Here's our, they gave me like this big binder. Mind mm. you, we only have one page of brand guidelines. I know, right? <laughs> they gave me a big binder, like how you should talk, what tone it should be, what colors thing, you know, things should be just like breaking it down to very, very detailed. And I was like, oh, wow. So that was my first introduction of how you kind of build a brand, stay on brand to like consistently tell a great story. Mm-hmm. No, I think you guys actually do that. You guys did create a great brand for yourself. And I want to give you a big up too, because I, I've been checking y'all out. Y'all, y'all doing your thing. Um, <laughs> Y'all laughing, I'm sorry. I would say Nadia is like a pro at that. She's she's good at understanding social media. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, okay, right now I'm on a social media break, so I haven't been on for a couple of months. Like, I'm like, good thing you hit me up on Facebook. No, Saxon, you see that that's me and you are in the same boat. Like, technology, it it gives me anxiety. Like, I can't really do it. No, I can't really do it. No, she does a a great job. But, Saxon, we want to get to you too, right? And, Uh And let the people know. Because on, on one of your podcasts, you guys were kind of cagey about what it is that you do. Like, you guys work for the Secret Service, right? When you guys what? were... Like, because you was like, my mom don't even know what I do. They were both like... Both of your moms were both like uh, production. They were lost. Right. They were lost. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to know, what is it that you do out there? Okay, so my mom didn't know because she just be saying anything. So she just be like something in there. Like if it ain't like health or nursing, she's like something with TVs. Like she calls me all the time. Like my friend want to get into radio. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, don't you know about radio? I'm like, no, no, that's not what I do. I don't know nothing about radio. Stop sending random people my number. Like stop doing that. But, um, but so recently I just got signed on, on the production company as a director. So I've been doing a lot more, um, prepping for like director's gigs that I've just booked. I can't really tell the show just yet. Right. That's what's up. You know, but it's so dope. And then most of my bread and butter, uh, before like being signed really was working in commercials as a project manager and kind of doing that. So I'm kind of transitioning more out of commercials and like full-time directing, which is like just been a, a journey because mm-hmm. I like commercials because I commercials is where you make money to do what you really want to do because commercials are not creative at all. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that I learned all that I needed to learn from how to make something from start to be, to finish with finish. Uh, like million dollar budgets from commercials from working in commercials because you have your hands in almost everything, you know? So um, from treatment writing to managing budgets, even though your title might be this, once you work on the production side, you see everything being created. So I kind of like that aspect. And one of the great things about now being signed is like I could 
offer more to this company and they see the value more because I have this background. So it's been a journey. It well, wasn't that, an easy one, but it's been a journey. No, that's, that sounds super dope. I'm, I'm listening to you. So you're saying, uh, this is what I'm hearing. Like if you're interested in doing anything in TV or films, you should start in commercials uh, as fast as you can to learn the most that you can about the businesses. That what I'm See, hearing? it works for me. Like okay. every, every body path is very different. Got it works you. for me because I need to learn things by watching it, seeing it be done, you know, and that's a place where you can learn like that way. I don't know much about TV world per se. So, um, because TV runs a little bit different, the hours are different. Um, I know Nadia knows more about documentaries and reality. That's a whole different world. I mean, the job that I just finished, which was a big job, that one of the guys came from reality. And after like three days, I had to fire him because it was like, you can't cut it in this right now on this job, maybe another job, you can do it. But this job is just so massive. And reality TV is just, was his way was totally different. So like, um, but for me, I like commercial. But you, you, you had to like, fire him though? Yeah, he was a white guy. I don't feel bad for him. White people, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just go ahead and fight white people all the time. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, you're not like, supposed to be that black in public, though, right? Like, you know, you just... We're supposed to be behind I, closed doors. Hold it down, hold it down. No, but that's what's up, though. No. I love yelling at white men all the time, and I get to do that. Right. So, I love it. <laughs> I love to push back at the white man. Um, but, yeah, for me, it works. But I know other people they like TV better because it's the, like you are only doing 10 hours, right? Mm -hmm. And you are working with the same crew and the same people for like a couple of months at a time. With commercials, it's like you're in and out. So the most you're with someone is like three or four weeks. Um, and that's probably pretty much everybody's attitude. Is you gotta get your job done. You gotta do your job and figure it out blah, 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 by watching. And then like if you never if you don't like who you work with you don't never have to work with them again so that's the mm -hmm. beauty that i like about it it's like i just get to work with different people <clears throat> um all the time or different crew members and stuff like that i would say now because of the whole movement um there have been a lot of conversations like you know like most of the time i would have been like the only black person in my position like mm. on in my kind of thing but now i'm seeing like they're being more intentional with making sure that the inclusive. yeah mm. inclusive mm -hmm. diverse like really outreaching so people like being able to get into the union that it was very like um like you have to know someone it was a very boys male white club and some of the, like mm -hmm. teamsters were were mostly only white like now so i'm me, seeing like uh -huh. So you said that it's, it's been a change. How how recent has been that, that change? Like before? Yeah, I've noticed George it in Floyd the last, in the last, in the last like two years. years. Well, no, no, not the last two years. Literally the last like after George Floyd. Like, you know, I'm noticing that like they're being more mm -hmm. intentional. And then mm -hmm. that's, I mean, to me, I've been taking advantage of it because now I'm good at what I do. And you now you want me on your set, I'm asking you for more money. You know, you want me to be a part of your production team, I'm asking you, and I've been able to do it because it's just like, you. I know, I know I'm also there because you, it was a demand from the agency to have like a people mm -hmm. of color, you know? Um, not saying that the agency is really like for it, they just want to have a good name. Like They you just know. know that they have to do it, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever, no. but you know, but, but, but plus you're good at what you do, though, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it's been a 
so it's 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 a perfect time for me to be making this transition because um now I like they now they ask me, okay, what else do you do? And I say, oh, I directed the film. And then I'm talking to the agencies about this. So they are more like, oh, okay, whatever. And now, and then I just got signed and it was, a, a, I'm getting into film festivals. So everything is just happening on a good wave right now, which is having a good conversation and the good doors are opening up. That's Thank what's you, Sebek. <laughs> right? So. I'm listening to you. So, so how yeah. did you guys meet? Because you said you guys met out in LA. How did, how did you hook up? How did that happen? Or I, I kind of jumped the gun. Because how did you guys meet? I'm sorry. That means you ain't listen to episode two, right? So, so you know, I, I listened to what? episode two, right? What? Okay, okay, okay. But, um, but I'm sure I listen to this. Having listened to episode, we actually have been not going to argue about this. Meetup, to be a honest, meetup. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, or like women of color at another yeah. director's house. Yeah. Yeah, it was another. It's uh, what's her name? She she had a film. I forgot her she name. It's just mine. Talk, 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 It's something. Uh, uh, let me see. Shoot, I forgot her name too. I know and another, talking. another director wow. was like, "Y'all don't even know the lady." Was, I'm sorry. She. I mean, we <laughs> we met that one time at her house, right? And we, and she was. It was really nice. She was a lovely lady. Tyco. It was Tyco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tyco. Yeah, she's she's lovely, 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 amazing woman. And then um, there was another director there and she was talking about Nadia too because um, Nadia is good at like getting grants and stuff. So she was really praising Nadia like she was able to get a grant. I think it was at that time for your school. I can't remember. Yeah. So basically, oh, it was because um, people in the film industry don't, I made my first documentary film and they were, they don't really take, um, coming from the academic realm, the power of like college campuses and going on like a college tours and really taking um op- taking advantage of the grants in those spaces, um and then kind of kind of building like a grassroots like following for your film or your project through college students. I was just trying to like explain another creative avenue to take instead of going the traditional route of trying to get like always like just just the film festival route or just going trying to get signed straight away sometimes just like doing indie creative things um because that kind of opened doors for me in in the film industry so you say you were getting grants as as in you don't have to pay them back yes i got grants to make my first documentary film yeah wow that's that's pretty awesome and and yeah that's that's really cool so let's talk about you guys podcast right (laughs) because trying to suggest that i don't listen to the show right so (laughs) Do you guys have a lot of fun on your podcast? Because it looks like you guys have a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's on the fun and it's a lot of work. It is a yeah. lot of it, work. It, it is a lot of Say that again so MSA can hear you. Because they don't believe me. It's a lot of work. work. Wait, 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 wait. But do you guys share the work? Or does one of you try to do all of the work? Well, not one of us does all of the work. I'm sorry. Oh, you wasn't uh-oh, talking to me? Uh-oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. He's, he's trying to fire some shots what's going on but i I mean i think we all we both know what we're good at and what we're not good at like you know you have to kind of figure out like what is one person good at this okay like give that that one person is good at this give that that so nadia is good at like branding social media look it's a lot of work and for me i think coming from this like aa kind of like religious world or whatever i'm more like it takes me more to get out of my shell you know, wow. so I would say Nadia does a good job of like 
reaffirming me, even though I probably look at her like, oh my goodness, like I feel like, you know, she'd be like, yo, sis, you have to do it because this is blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, it, it terrifies me because I'm more like, I have to internally work things out before I'd be like, okay, even with like outfits and everything, it's like, it's a lot for me. It's like really a, a lot for me personality wise. But, um, uh, but I know like, like we put in a lot of work. It is a, and it's exhausting. So I would say podcasting is not easy in the way that we were doing it. <laughs> like with the videos and everything, it's a lot of work. <laughs> you guys do got a lot of videos. It's a lot of work. It, it definitely is a lot of work, but I think we only, I think it depends on like your end goal, right? So mm-hmm. I think we were trying to get to a place of like um, sponsorship and really just getting placement and ads and different things like that, but also not just hitting people with the content that we discuss, but also, you know, being a representation of more dark skinned women out there, women with like the opposite of like long hair or, you know, um, be- changing like beauty standards, a way that we see ourselves. And so in order to do, in order to kind of get those messages across, we had to be heavily visual. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the work came in. Mm-hmm. So kind of like when you see like the people on a magazine or you don't see enough representation know that <laughs> even we you know busting our butts to get that done was it is it's a lot now you guys mm-hmm. are doing a great job and so for each episode i noticed that you guys have a different picture or thus far the episodes that i i've had a chance to see you guys have a different picture and it's, it's really dope and, and i see you guys out there you know for dark-skinned women you definitely both present as strong and like stable in yourself if that means anything you know what i mean like yeah. you both have like very distinct personalities but you both come across as very comfortable in your skin in your space in your you know in really your yeah really that like, if, so, like it's awesome like it comes yeah, off really dope a lot because um i'm raising an 11 year old and the reason why it was important for me to go out of the way for representation is because like She'll come home and be like, oh, why is your hair so short? You should grow your hair out longer. Mm. Or, you know, like you could tell that although we blackity black at home or we're trying to dispel like what the standard of beauty is or how you should feel what confidence looks like that Mm. because they're in these institutions and in these schools, you have to work so much harder. So I feel like if, you know, when she sees these things, then she's like, oh, well, this is an alternative to what is being presented. So to me, that means a lot because I'm not do just doing think, it for her, but all the other women that feel like, you know what I'm saying? That sometimes don't see that. Do you think that being out in LA uh, makes a difference when it comes to that representation and, and just how our representation is perceived? Like Definitely, definitely. You know for sure, for sure. So we lived in West Africa for a year and that was because before going there, we lived in, um, I was at Cornell. Sometimes like your job and your experiences take you places. And when we were there, it definitely re, you know, everybody's black, president, school teacher, principal, everybody's black. So it was like, ooh, in Barbados, great, right? I get it. You know, yes. <laughs> you came here, we go to South Central and then it's like, you have this thing where, you know, you borderline making <laughs> not making it where sometimes you want to recreate those communities and those experiences that you have. But um, I definitely think LA, to answer your question, I definitely think LA plays a 
role, which is why I go above and beyond to create those spaces or be like, all right, well, we may have to move back or we may have to, you know, we may have to change some of our neighborhoods or we may have to change some of our schools. Very, being very intentional about my behavior and my representation and also the environments that I put her in for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think so, because there's so many spaces for us. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you've ever spent too much time in New York or but yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? There's yeah. so many culturally affirming yeah. spaces for Black yeah. people in New York that I question about in LA. So I'm sure that uh, there's definitely a difference that you would have to be um, more proactive and just on top of it at home mm-hmm. to make sure that she's getting that. Yeah. But that's yeah. awesome. You guys are like awesome representation of what- Oh, wow young black women can do when they put their mind to doing what they want to do. So she definitely has uh, the two very good role models. Aww, right, and, and what's her name? Because uh, on the show you call her Juju. But give her, give her a shout out. Oh, J- Jumana. We call her Juju for short. And you said she's 11, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, but Juju be playing us a little bit with the TikToks. She would say. So, so at eleven, oh. do you want to punch her in her face already or not yet? Because my daughter is twelve, and I be wanting to punch her in her face. Like, like you about to get? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, she be she be trying me, but she makes me proud sometimes. Like you That's know, she try. Awesome. She she's a preteen, but for me, when I know like we're changing the tides, it's like she came home, and I think. Somebody was confused her with like another black girl and she told the teacher, like, you don't confuse Ashley and Jane, so don't do that mm. to me. And I'm like, yep, that's my child. That's wow. my child right there. Oh, wow. That's, wow, that's amazing. That's super amazing. Let's give her a round of applause. Come together, <laughs> don't mix up Ashley and Kate. Don't mix me up either. That's what's up. But listen, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to listen to what our sponsors got to say, and then we're going to come back and get right to it. Okay. After these messages... We'll be right back. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We're still here chopping it up with the Speaker Box podcast crew. Now, Sir Hexham. Mm-hmm. At Tap. Let me let me say let me say that again. Sir Hexham at Tap. If I talk mm-hmm. about the time when I was raised in a society, you ready mm-hmm. for this, uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Sasso as well. My name would yeah. have to be. Kemwa Mendaku Walters. Mm-hmm. And uh, my co-host who's not here, his name would be Kemnes Orksebe of the Orksebes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I always had this ability where I could switch things up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to be Hete Poo today, I could be Hete Poo. And if I wanted to be Damon Trent, I could be Damon Trent today. But you, Saxon, didn't really have that ability. Right? No. Mm-hmm. No, not no. at all. You was going to be Saxon no. no matter what it was. Yes. And most about... people don't know my first name is Sahakshim Hatep. Oh wow! So that's so my we're gonna, first name. That's your first name. <laughs> so tell us your full name, right? And then, just like you didn't know who I was, and we'll tell the people that, right? <laughs> it's people. We are, we are. Like... It's, it's fine. It's people that that listen to the show that's not going to know who you are either. You understand? Because it's people that that go over me. Well, you know, they're older than me as well, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. tell the people your full name. And then tell the people uh, your lineage, who who your family is, your mother, your father, and your siblings. Start there. Tell us what your name means as well, please. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. You don't know what your name means? You got to know what your I name means. I do know. I do yes. know. Okay. Actually, we had a, me and my mother had a discussion about this just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Sahexin Hetep Ibran, 
And my name means one who combines wisdom with fire and overcomes any obstacle with a pure heart. Mm. Um, my mom is Lystra. Um, her comedic name was Kambu. Yeah, I remember that. And then my dad is Linwood. Um, and then um, and Zinga, you know, and Zinga got her name before she joined. So, yeah, she got her name before. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's Laila first, then it's Nzinga, then it's the air, Akut, and then it's Menchahat, then it's me, the Hex and Hatep. Oh, wait. wow. Wow. Wait, there's another sister? Older yes, four than of them. I, I, it's, no. it's five. It's five. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's a, my older sister, Laila. Um, oh, I don't know her. The thing about it is my sister was there with my parents, you know, way before, you know, me. But my older sister, Laila, was there. And for some reason, they keep mixing her up with Mencha High. And I'm like, no, that was Laila. Like, Mencha wasn't even born. So when the people be no, like... No, Mencha is my age. And yeah. Zinga is like two years older than me because she was part yeah. of like that Naresh Bay Air crew or like a yeah. year or two yeah. older than me. I didn't know that there was and a my sister, sister like, older than Zinga. Yeah, and oh. she is, she's 45 now. She's turned 45. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope you're not trying to suggest that that's old. But anyway, listen, no, no, I want to no. talk about Men's no. for a second. I want to talk about Men's uh-huh. for a second because li- okay. listen to what I'm telling. Okay. I absolutely love me some Men's Do you understand what I'm telling okay. you? Okay. Like she was, okay. so, you know, M. Samu and them, they had that little crew that used to come over to my mother's house all the time and do their little thing. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. Men Shahat had the most personality of all of them. Like the rest of them, I, they wasn't even close to her as far as <laughs> they was. I, like they was all socially awkward, all of them. Uh-huh. Right, uh-huh. but Men Shahat, she was just the most adjusted. She was less. Everything was. Uh, she had personality. She had jokes. She was laughing all the time. I, I just that was that's her. Yes, that is her. I just yeah, love her yeah, too. Yeah. Msa was cool too sometimes. So I call her Mariah, and and my kids don't even call her Msa. Right, <laughs> they call her cousin Mariah. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> M-Sai goofy ass, she used to come to the house, ring the doorbell, right? And I go to the door, I'd be like, yo, who, who's at the doorbell? It's M-Samu. I'd be like, yo, why are you singing in the, in, in, in the calm, yo? But she would do it every time, though. Like, not some every time. Okay, okay, Mariah, okay. Just come on upstairs, please. And that's how it started. It's true. No, that, that's good. So, so Dr. Sasso, we grew up in a society. and together, it was together. uh it was kind of interesting. So we were all vegan, right? Okay. Now, uh, I understand that you guys are first-generation American in your family, right? Mm-hmm. And so that your family also, you know, had a lot of cultural things that they brought with them to, to America, right? Yeah. So you guys also <laughs> had to adjust. And interestingly enough, where are you from again? I, I forget. Sierra Leone. But, but in America, where would you be from? Oh, DC. You see how this worked out? You see? Because we had this whole thing. You wouldn't know this, but we had this whole DMV <laughs> thing going on for this whole month. And, and we're just going to continue with yeah. the DMV. Because I was out there a couple of weeks ago. I just like saying this uh, for wait, a wedding. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I no, about... I was just, there's a connection between Barbados and Sierra Leone. I'll get to that in a second. Tell us, please. Oh, wow. Please tell us. Tell Sierra Leone is like connected to everyone. Well, um, in the Caribbean islands, Barbados is the easternly most of the islands. Like they all come down in the chain, but Barbados is way out to the east. It is the first country that you hit coming from Africa. 
And so there are things that we have here in Barbados, trees and animals that don't grow or we don't, or they don't have in any other part of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Um, We get all, you know, we get all the Sahara dust first. And so we get like trees and things, but um, in terms of people, uh, from what, from the research that I've done and just from, you know, reading history of Barbados, that is apparently where a lot of the people came from Sierra Leone. So like yeah. when you trace back the lineage mm-hmm. and bloodline, they trace yeah. back to that to region. Oh, yeah. wow. so, the, so the reason why I say that, I said the comment when I was like, not surprised with you about to say is because people don't realize Sierra Leone also is a country that resembles the Caribbean the most because we're surrounded oh, wow. by water. Mm-hmm. And because we're surrounded by water, it was easy, poor access to get in and out. So the most slaves were taken from Sierra Leone. And also when they were like, oh, we're going to end slavery and they were big mad. They was like, oh, we're not even going to take everybody back to where they came from. They just dumped we're them, just back, gonna send them back to Sierra Leone. And so right. the capital was called Freetown. So yeah. Sierra Leone, yeah. most people, it's funny that I was just telling my friend this last night that not a Black people of the diaspora in general don't really know about Sierra Leone when it's so connected to, to, to the Barbados, Caribbean. Yeah. But yeah. To even some of the African countries to whatever. Yeah, even no, that totally makes the Maroon, sense. The Maroons have their own church in Sierra Leone because that means... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it came back. Right. Yeah. It was right because of Marcus Garvey and his whole yeah. repatriation uh-huh. and sending. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, definitely. Barbados was the first spot that they would come to and they'd bring it to Barbados and from Barbados that everybody would kind of disperse. Um, so yeah, it would be they'd leave Sierra Leone and first place, first piece of land they would end up on is in Barbados. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit of history. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. it. No, we appreciate it too. So anyway, right, let's back to some stuff that's happened to you guys because we want to know how you mm-hmm. guys adjusted to life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Being as though Sahexham, you grew up like I grew up. Do you now understand mm-hmm. how I grew up now? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay, you got it now, right? <laughs> and Dr. Sasso, you you grew up different. So MSA talks about when she started, you know, uh, talking to guys and stuff like that, right? Whatever. She had a, a alias that she would give guys, right? Yeah, it, I do too. You, you, did, you had an alias? <laughs> See, yes, we went through. Yes. I, I know Thanks I'm not bugging. Yep. Yeah. She got an ID. She got a credit card in her name. All my friends knew that alias name. Oh, this <laughs> yeah. man, funny. I didn't yeah, go that far. A whole life. A whole life. You had a whole life? So, so, so this, life. we talked about this last week. So now, now you're on the podcast as Sahexham Hatep. Right. So uh-huh. you, it had to become a time when you became comfortable with who you are. Yes. Right. Right. So. Right. And I think the podcast helped. Too. The, the podcast. Literally. Mm-hmm. I think the podcast, podcast helped because of not only being, you know, it's me. I was like a double fold, not only being growing up in a, a niche religion, but also being Caribbean. Right. And that mm-hmm. Caribbean bubble and the playing. I always had to play in three different worlds all the time. So mm-hmm. I had to like have that alias move to three different worlds and had to be, you know, um, uh, and even with religion, like when, when I would go to my grandma's house a lot, we would do Catholic stuff. Like we would go, so my mom was always like, I know some parents, they were really strict about, from a set, really strict about like the, no, they not, need to be yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. my mom was like, no, no, no. Like you at your grandparents, you're going to do like, so I had to go to, 
Catholic church, church every Sunday, right? Yeah. And then play into that world every Sunday and, and abide. Like my brain had to switch to what was the rules of this, right? And then mm-hmm. what were the rules of this Caribbean home? So what was the rules of a Sarasat? And I was like, I be telling my mom, you are so lucky that I don't have to have extensive therapies for the mind craziness that you have to like go through. So like, it's just, so I think even now, now in the podcast, it helps coming on into my own, like who is perfectionist? Like what is like, you know, um, and that, that's like happening in this phase of my life, you know? That, that's, that's dope. I, and, and you know, it took me a while to come to comfortable with Kemwa, right? Uh, right. But you know, it, it is what it is. But I want to talk about this for a second because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. So, just stay with me for a second. So okay. I, I talk about uh, out of our circle who had the dopest names uh-huh. that that were that were comedic, right? Uh-huh. And so your your name, I, I didn't know that that your name was in the competition, the contest. You know, it's not in the running though because the best name is Takasha, hands down. It doesn't matter. We can talk about it later. But who's Takasha? Takasha was one of my friends, right? She's Akintunde's older sister. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And she, Uh you know, she's no longer with us or whatever the case may be, but her her name was Uh dope because her birth name was Kasha. Oh. And then her Sarasat name was Takasha. Takasha. Oh, wow. Super That's my opinion. But but your name, right, has has some dopeness to it. I'm going to give you some dopeness to it. Give you a shout out. Okay. Right, because Uh it's Sahekshem. No, it's Sahekshem. Two different words. Uh Yes? Uh-huh, right, uh-huh. And, and one of the guys that we grew up with, his name was Shem, like, and and that's mm-hmm. not his society name or anything. Like, that's his birth. But name. his name was Shem because he was Indian, and Indians were named Shem. They were Indian, weren't they? Right. They were, but he was still down yeah. with us though. So I'm giving you a yeah, shout yeah. out for having a dope name because, because you know, Shem is my guy. Because your right. friend's name was Shem. Yeah. Shem is your name, apparently. So listen, guys. Right. So we were vegan growing up. So Hexham, did you ever? jump ship or did you stay the course no i mean i might have like i might have eaten dairy here and there but never indulged in any kind of meat any kind of you never had any meat Uh uh-uh no not i mean maybe once or twice maybe like not on purpose oh wow another another accidental meat eater okay okay i'm listening right maybe like my grandma's (laughs) it doesn't happen it does have okay first off but i can have, smell it you can smell it yeah yeah i can smell yeah. it and i'm like this is not right this is not and my body doesn't re- yeah it doesn't react very well to it or mm. whatever but according to my mom she's like well whatever whatever world i was in when i was born or whatever she always says like this lifetime you're supposed to have fun because every lifetime that you were in or whatever you were whether whatever religion you were in you were really sticking to it whatever person you are you're really sticking to it so i kind of kind of probably still have the same kind of element of like okay i'm gonna stick to this yeah 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 yeah. like Mm -hmm. disposition and certain things like you know um but no no and i don't really have any interest right in 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 meat like i don't really have any interest i was like that as well i didn't once you get started you can't stop you can't stop (laughs) So, Doctor Sasso, have you have you have any meat? You said you grew up eating meat, yes. Yes, I did. Okay, so I want to ask you this question because this is what the people want to know. They like a meat. Yeah, I was about to say. Like a cattle. Have to run meat. 
Don't, but, let, don't let them talk about you like but that. It's what are you doing? We didn't say wrong. Oh, she's African. You know she like me. Come on, stop being they racist on my show. Don't be, don't be racist on my show. I got my twenty three and me results back, and I'm forty seven percent Nigerian. So, hello. You Nigerian? Forty seven percent, according to twenty three. Okay. So, 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 hold on. So that, that gives you that means you can talk about people. That's what you said. About my African people, yes, I'm one. I'm there, Dr. South. I'm trying to stick up for you. Don't pay Kemwa any mind. Kemwa is allowed to talk about his Jewish people when he's ready. But what I will say, what will you say that bacon is delicious? Because that's what we want to know. Is is bacon, (laughs) would you tell him that bacon is delicious? Please tell him. Oh, you don't eat bacon? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's give her a round of applause for that. Where's the round of applause for that? Give her a round of applause for for being Muslim. But she doesn't know that what bacon I will is delicious. Say about the meat and the vegan thing is that when I, you know, I've had had bouts of just trying to like push myself of like being vegan and stuff like that, or just accommodating friends or people that I know. And I realized that most of our foods are, unless we add meat, it is inherently vegan. So the stews, mm. the dishes that we eat is all vegan, even the seasonings. And the only time it becomes not vegan is when you literally add just the meat. So, and for people who, you know, eating meat is a luxury. So for the most part, even living there, you realize that most people are kind of vegan unless they are making a certain amount of money and they don't even know that they're vegan. Mm. 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 That's true in Rwanda. They eat a lot of the base is They'll just do like a lot of beans. Potato, yeah, beans, right. And then the most protein they may have is they may add egg or something like the Nigerians do that or whatever, but organa, but for the most part, yeah. It's funny that you say that. I'm always annoyed when I go to some place and there's something that typically you can eat as a vegetarian, except they now put a pigtail in it. So now I can't eat it. Like it'll be like rice or something. And it's like, oh, but there's a pigtail in it. Or it's like, yeah. oh, there's greens. Oh, there's greens. And then it's like a turkey okay. nap in it. Or so normally yeah. I'll just put it to the side and cook it separately. So then that way I don't have to like double cook if I'm having people over or accommodating um, those that are vegan. And then I'll, you know, you could just add it, you know, like a heart to the side or something. Right, right. Then I would say I'm looking now and all the luxuries of these new vegan wave of school, going to school. Like my niece has like meatless Mondays and all this stuff. And I'm like, when oh, wow. I grew up, when we grew up, it was torture being a vegan like they would make fun of you in school they'll do all kinds of stuff report you to the uh, whatever the social orange yeah the social (laughs) services they'll report your parents and i'm like now it's like a luxury like you know every every it's it's easy now to be a vegan so it's not So, you know, so, my son um, goes to a vegan summer camp here, not run by a Sarasan people, which was unheard of <laughs> when we were little. Like if it was vegan, we were involved in it. But his summer camp is like full vegan. They do lunches every right. day for the kids and like it's everything is vegan. So yeah, it's definitely gotten so much better. Yeah. The fact that I can find something like that down here in Barbados means that we are definitely moving in the right it's, direction. Yeah, it's a yeah. different, we're plant-based. Everything is plant-based. You know, you don't feel left out like you go to the same places as your friends now like so i think it's a better wait wait, wait. so we're saying that moving to veganism is the is the is the right direction that's what we're saying 
no, 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 no. Not that it's the right direction. Listen, we about to start protesting because oh, if y'all trying to say down with fried chicken, <laughs> no. we're gonna have a problem. Because fried chicken you is delicious. You should be saying that. I'm you should be done with fried chicken. You should be done with fried chicken. All should... that liver grease. <laughs> Man, listen. No, so you. I don't really eat fried chicken a lot. Right, I don't really eat chicken that much though. But fried fish, we got We gonna have a problem. We gotta stop eating fried fish. Cause I just had some yesterday. <laughs> you understand? And some fried tofu. I know y'all eat some fried tofu. Oh, I eat fried tofu every day. I love fried tofu. And, and now you can day. eat it in the in the air fryer, so my liver's gonna be okay. You know what I'm saying? We gonna be okay. <laughs> air fryer saves lives out here. And That's what it is. So so let, let's talk about where we are now in life, right? Uh huh. Because. Uh-huh. Saxon, you, you said earlier, thank you, Sebet. Uh-huh. And, and I noticed that on, on your podcast, you talked about meditating uh, daily. Mm-hmm. And you, and you mm-hmm. also talked about uh, going to sleep with uh, different chants. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but then, then you had, uh, I thought, which was your spiritual advisor who wasn't a part of the society. So, where, where do you fall in all of this uh, craziness right now? Well, I think, I think I would credit my mom to a lot of being just, she is also very a type kind of thing so it was like those things she never connected those things to just being in a service set so those things are like these are things that just makes you a better human right like you you know and i would credit my mom a, a lot about that and so that allowed me to uh for me grow now that i'm adult like i would observe ramadan with um with like and do certain things that are like under the muslim umbrella and then i also mm-hmm. like would go to like with my friends to a Buddhist temple because my mom allowed that space to happen for me. Mm-hmm. Cause she said, whatever makes you feel a better human being, just do it. Right. So yeah. I, I really look forward to Ramadan cause I, I really look forward to like a fasting and like closing down Man. my mind and like slowing down a yeah. bit and reconnecting and like uh, talking to my Muslim friends, like tell me what, what, what prayer I should say today and blah, blah, blah and being open. And I think, that's one thing that my mom, I would say, did an amazing job with is like mm-hmm. th- these things are what what is important to you. Say obviously she always says stay connected to your ancestors and your spirit guides and you know like that. But like I also want you just to be a good human. So what are the things that help you be a good human being? So period. Like so that's the world I'm in right now. And some people don't really understand it because they're like, why are you doing Ramadan for? Blah blah blah. And I'm like. Won't you try it? You might lose a couple of inches, maybe, and like some people <laughs> The reality is, everyone fasts, whether it's in Ram, whether it's Ramadan, whether it's whatever. Like fasting is like, um, you know, it's a part of different cultures, different religions, just whatever you know works for you. It's just that we just do it maybe thirty days. I think that if I was to look at more like traditional. Um, spiritual things that happen in Sierra Leone, like that is a that is like a custom. You are Muslim, right. Christian, or whatever, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Or giving up something in the Catholic Church, we had to do Lent. Yeah. So I would do Lent exactly. every year. Like they for all yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, things. So I think, yeah, like every every religion has their little fasting aspect of it or giving up something. So. Whatever works for you, works for you, you know? And my mom always said, after 18, I don't expect you guys to be vegan. I don't expect you guys to be comedic. I don't expect you guys to keep your name. Whatever you want to do after 18 is on you, right? Mm-hmm. I just expect you to be a good person. And so that's how she kind of molded us. And that's probably why we are all so different from each other. Like, if you know all my sisters, we don't mm-hmm. never have the same personality. Mm-hmm. We all, the way we get around is like, it's because she allowed that space. 
mm-hmm. to, to be that person, you know? That's what's up. Is Nzinga still mean? Because she was always mean. She's like, Zinga Shamaranga? Yeah, uh, fix your face, little girl. Oh my god. She is the queen. That's what she is. Zinga <laughs> is the queen. Look, Dr. Sasso, listen, listen to what I'm trying to explain to you, right? When these little girls were in like freshmen in high school, I was in my 20s, right? So I, I was not ever thinking about them. So like I was always clowning them all all, all day their whole life. Anyway, right? You know what I'm saying? I was maybe in elementary school. Okay. All right. I don't remember. No, I'm talking about Nzinga in them, right? I, 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 I don't know what school you was going to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Sasso, do you have any siblings? Um, I do. You I do. do. Well, so my mom raised um my so in our culture definitely is a takes a village to raise a child so my mom raised her two nephews and her niece and um the one who my my, um her my sister since she was like six months old so she transitioned um may 2020 i'm sorry yeah yeah so so did you guys grow up in the same house together the nephews yep same house yeah i never had my own room i ain't never had no Wow. <laughs> but you guys was like a gang though right now. like oh you mess with one of us you mess oh, with yeah, all we of definitely us. were we definitely were a gang for sure because <laughs> uh me me and d were five months apart and then everybody else was literally seven to six months apart so we were like two of us were in the same grade the other two were like the next grade and the next grade so you mess with one you mess with all came mm-hmm. to the same house on the bus together which was kind of really cool because at that time you know like even though being African is not as cool as it is today with Afrobeats, right? And then, you know, being like the only Muslim kids in your school. So we were just like very far left. So having like, um, kind of having our own game, kind of like, crew, you know, yeah. yeah, like what you say, you, you better get her face. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of just protect each other. And you weren't too worried about whether people liked you or didn't. I mean, because you know, you because you make or you know you're poor you're possible or whatever you know you had each other mm-hmm. you know for for us when we were growing up so you know we had a society school that we all went to right um, yeah right and so did you go there i'm sorry i'm sorry to a service set yeah don't don't please don't answer please don't answer this little let me let me let me i got this oh, okay okay it's a hexion, right uh-huh Emsa can't tell you a time when she didn't know me. Did you, did you get that? Uh-huh. She can't remember. Like, yo, I, I remember Kim Wa came around. Never. That's that's. Not, I was there when she was born. He was there when I was born. You know what I'm saying? Oh wow! You know, right. So when I start telling stuff, it's just because I was there. All right. Mm-hmm. So stay with me. Mm-hmm. We all went to the society mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. except for you. Ready for except for? <laughs> except for a Turkaboo. Did you, did you hear what I said? Who's that? Say that again so the people can hear you say that. I don't know who that is. That's Dee Dee. And, and I called no her. No way! Yes, really, really, yes. No, Didi is a nickname from her little sister who couldn't, who couldn't say, say a Turkaboo. Right? She couldn't say sister, but couldn't say sister. She couldn't say either. that either. So it came out Didi. Didi. 
it was Didi. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love you, Didi. I love you, Didi. If you listen to this. <laughs> no way. Yes, what? So, you know, we all went to the school and then at a time we we had to branch out. <laughs> we had to branch out to public school. Right? So but uh-huh. I, I don't know if when you were coming up, did you have to go to society school? Or did you always No, I didn't no, no. I always I went to uh when Mama Kaumba had the the school I had Black that. Genius I on the Rise? You went to Black, Black Genius yeah, on the Rise? Went, I went to Black They went Genius. there with us because we yeah. used to be in my class at Black Genius. Yeah. And Kemwa was across the street at Bishop Lachlan at the time. Right. For about an hour. And I feel like it should have been a conversation from that transition into public school because there was no conversation. And I think that's where my anxiety started. Like I just oh, wow. think that's where it started like being afraid of like a bunch of people and the you know what I mean like because you know it's like a box you're in right it's like a protective mm-hmm. box and then it's the Caribbean it's a protective then the Catholic is the protective box and then you go to public school and then it's just like rah, rah, rah. No ah! yeah it's no box <laughs> so I was like I think that's where like I, like it just like these different things started happening you know that just didn't make sense and I and I tell my mom that all the time I was like I think you guys should have did a better job of just having a conversation, like, and explaining what are we doing here? Like, you know, um, but you know, my mom was 24, 25, like, so she was young, like, you know, so, um, but yeah, I don't, I, that's the only school that I went to. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's dope that yeah. you went to Black Genius on the Rise because um, Mama Kumba was a dope teacher and we always give her, amazing. We give her a shout mm-hmm. out all the time. She was, uh, she was pretty yeah. amazing. She was uh, Dr. Sasso. This is who this lady was, right? I'm going to bust you in your face because I love you. That's what yeah. she was. <laughs> yeah, we had that. Oh, and, uh, we definitely yeah. had Um, I would say growing up being the one thing that we had growing up is you only, you only your friends at school, at school, like we were only really allowed to hang. Our only friends were really our cousins and our family. And we, there was a heavily big Sierra Leonean community. So we had like our own grocery stores. Friday through Sunday, there was always community cultural events. So your schedule was packed already. And after school, like, you know, you just with your cousin summertime, everybody came to my house because my mom like ran like a summer camp and it was everybody there. So you just, you really only, it was like going to work, going to school. You, that was the only time you saw outside people outside of that. That was it. That actually sounds very very similar. similar Like you knew other people, but they weren't people who came to your house. They weren't in your house friends. Your society friends were the friends that came to your house. And you were allowed maybe to spend a night at some of their house, but nobody, like I didn't spend a night at anybody's house. No, it's not a night at anybody's house. It's just not family. Yeah. It was like Mm -hmm. one, a Sarasat girl who like one or two who I could spend a night at their house, but then it was like my cousins, my family, and that was it. Yeah. It sounds very familiar. We were in after school programs. You either danced yeah. or you drummed or right. you did something. You know, yeah. our Saturdays were spent there, either yeah. at the head or at Gabitap sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It was. <laughs> that was it. it sounds, it sounds very, doing anything very, else. But you see how you were talking about earlier, coming from such a large family and y'all moving together in that outside world and a sense of confidence that it brought you. And it sounded familiar to me because I almost felt the same way with our group. Like by the time I was let out in the world, um, I went to public high school, um, Mm -hmm. but I was very 
confident in who I was at that point because I had this foundation. You know what I mean? In a, in a weird way, it's it's isolating, um, and can make you a little weird. Um, but it's but it's good though because it also gives you this confidence. Do you agree with right. that? That like I cannot agree more. I cannot agree more. I just remember being like in high school I would wear head wraps all the time they were like that's band but not like just head wrap with scarf or like with African print or I was I remember we never really celebrated Halloween so I was an African princess every time and I was just really wearing African clothes <laughs> wearing your own clothes <laughs> <laughs> so it was just normal and yeah I, I definitely do feel like I have a great sense of like grounding because of that and so even raising kids now it's like okay I'm like intentional about like we said being in those spaces moving my parents even out here making sure like I find like at least a little bit of that community for my daughter so she kind of replicates those different things because yeah we lived in kind of like bubbles for the most part mm -hmm. but great thing is I do have a lot of confidence so yeah mm -hmm. I agree I mm -hmm. definitely did anybody I just know did anybody ever feel like bringing in someone into their world was I would just remember like when Satam's father died and my best friend from high school came to the funeral and you know obviously I didn't have the mental work to prep her but then I was like while it was happening because you know they were doing all the like the, the mm -hmm. stuff or whatever for the funeral and I remember looking at her and then she's just like going along with it. And I'm just like, oh my God, like it was like anxiety almost. Like this girl is going to be like, yo, what is happening? What oh, is yeah, this weird all about? And she never said nothing about like, she just like, that was a really amazing funeral. Let me ask <laughs> like, you this question yeah. because that's, that's a great point, right? So yeah. you said it was your best friend in high school and then you yeah. brought her to, to the funeral. That Obviously was, yeah. they had some ritualizing going on. It was probably some possession, things of that nature, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that event, did you guys become closer after that? Because you now let her I see. I mean, we. She never. I mean, she never. She never talked about like what was this or what was that. She never said. No, no, not not question. I mean, was, oh. like your, was your relationship just like tighter? Because for this is what it was for me, right? So uh -huh. you know, I could have two different worlds, and you could be my my sales set friend, and then you could be somebody I knew from Brooklyn. But once you knew right, that the right. worlds mix, right? And, yeah. And you came into that world, then I, you was just a part of the family. Like, you know, like, I got friends that I knew since I was 13 that'll come. They could go to my mom's house now, and I'm not there. My mom's will let them in. Oh, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. did you guys become closer? That's what I'm asking you in that regard. After she knew um, about all of this stuff. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say closer because we were already closer. Like, that's still my best friend. We're still, like, two peas in a pod. But I think she kind of, like, understood maybe my, like, all right, I got to go meditate kind of moments more. Maybe that, like, you know, okay. She'd be like, oh, I shut them. Got, she got to do what she got to do. She got to like, you know, like if I'm like saying something in my head or chanting in my head, she's like, I think maybe now she like recognized what I'm doing, but that's like about now. Like we, we still like the same kind of closeness. I think for me now it's like the more the it's dating maybe. Cause now I'm, I'm like in, in this, in my thirties or whatever. Now I'm, solid in some of the things that are just gonna happen it's gonna do like you know I am gonna have like water by my bed because it helps me sleep like, you know better like it's just some things that I know that whoever I'm dating gotta come into that world and you gotta be okay with it right like I'm not telling you to change your relationship how do you navigate 
but listen, like we talk about this now. Like me and my me and Chesmany talk about this a lot. Patara is Chesmany. Wait a second. That's so. That's your, who your crew is. Yeah, Chesmany and Patara. That's that's pretty much it. Who I talk to da- almost daily, like is Chesmany, Patara, and Naima. Um, and you know, Naima now is. Uh, this over at the CEO of Ciroc over there, like she just oh wow went over yeah she's doing big things so she's amazing and um, that's pretty much it. But we, I mean that what I talk to obviously I'm still I know him set and then you know uh, Matt all of them you know we talk here and there. But my core people are Patara and Chesmany and Naima. Right, Matt, Matt wouldn't be your core guy because he would. He grew up with me because he's a he's a, don't right, try right, to right. don't try to make him seem like he's young man. You're you're not young, sir. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> man is about he's to not. be a grandfather. And you know, Dauda lives out here. Uh, yeah, Dauda lives, lives, lives out there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But we to me, just many talk about this like being now more confident and like you said, the Hexham Hetep, and then what that is, what that encompasses, and it's all of that. Um, we talk about like now just like dating guys who are more. Uh, can have a relationship with God, whatever relationship it is, but having a relationship with God, and that's super important, you know. No, that's dope. I'm listening to you guys now. I want to ask uh, you two this question because you know, uh-huh. I don't know if you know this, but people are super ignorant. You understand what I'm uh-huh. saying, right? <laughs> so, like, if, if people see you guys walking together, you know, you got your hair hat off, you got made, you know, y'all are made up looking pretty and all of that stuff, right? Has it ever been a time when people be like, "Oh, are you guys related?" Has has that ever happened to you guys? Is because you guys look similar with similar features. Do people say that to you guys? Didn't Jason yeah, ask us that? Yeah, we just say we sisters or something. We yeah, always yeah, go yeah. with it. Yeah, and, and people believe you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> Denichi, he was on. He was on our episode. He said that we were cousins or something. What did yeah. he say? Yeah, we were cousins yeah, or something. We were, yeah. Yeah, or in our last life, we might have been sisters before or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what's dope. Now, listen, guys, this has been really a great conversation, and I appreciate you guys taking the time out. And we could probably fill up another two hours or so, but I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But the, the kind of question that we kind of ask people on their way out is, um, would you guys change the way that you were raised? And if so, what would you change about it? And if not, that's fine as well. Nadia, you want to go? Mm. I think the only thing I always about the way I was raised, I actually wouldn't change much. I think the only thing that I would change is I think I grew up in such a similar to y'all in such a cultured space and, you know, knowing who I was. When I went to my first PWI, you know, I don't know if you guys ever watched 8 Mile, you know, when Eminem has the little moment at the end when he wins the competition because you know, they about to go in on them mm-hmm. about, you know, being trailer park trash and all these other things. I think I grew mm-hmm. up sheltered to the point of not understanding what it meant to be like a black woman from a lower middle class. And I get it. You didn't want to teach us that because you didn't want us to lower our confidence, but I could never have my eight mile moment <laughs> <laughs> because people were constantly trying to tell me who I was and what I was and what that, how that equated to my worth. And I feel like if I had known that we have had more conversations about that, I would have known how to navigate that terrain and when able to like bounce back faster. I think I had a moment of like, what, huh? what you saying? What, you know, <laughs> is this really a problem? Is this really problematic? And 
I would just been able to navigate and just make smarter decisions a lot faster. And I think that's one thing that um, I try to get, you know, my daughter being able to be like, uh-uh, know my name is <laughs> <laughs> important because yes. you, need to, you need to be able to recognize those microaggressions, the dumb stuff people do and know who you are. That, use that as your superpower mm-hmm. to shut them down, put them in their place. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Nadia. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything about how I raised. I would change how I perceived it or how I mm. managed it, right? I wouldn't change, like, maybe I wouldn't have three identities depending on each whatever world I was in at the moment, right? I would have just been, like, owning, like you said, Nadia, own your name. So, Hexham Hatep, this is who I am. And mm-hmm. it comes with uh, an incarnation that I'm here for a purpose and all this stuff. So, I think if especially a lot with me like in my younger years I, I would have just welcomed it more than trying to like maybe hide it you know or play different faces in different scenes so yeah definitely taught to hide a little bit more for sure right or right yeah or not cause as much of an uproar for sure right 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 because I, now I, I realized how dope it was to be raised in such an environment like that and how dope right, it yeah. was to have. I realized that a lot of us like being raised in this kind of first gen or whatever in society, it's like we have emotional intelligence. We have ways to like figure things out in a more adult way and manage adult more now. Oh, and I'm definitely. seeing like, yeah, you're seeing more undeveloped humans. <laughs> As you get older, you're like, whoa, whoa. What's going on with that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, another thing I would just say is just like a little bit more fluidity and identity, right? I think that we end up having these identity anxieties because we feel like we have to perform or act and be a certain way for a lot of these titles that we hold or so we don't let our community down or where we come from down, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, like giving us a little bit more room, like how your mom gave you to be like, just be good. I don't expect you to do this, this be a good person. So, cause then you're like feeling like, oh my God, you know, where are we, are we letting our community down? Are we not representing you all well? Are we not doing this? So just give a little bit more room Mm -hmm. for identity to kind of like shape itself. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to you guys. You you guys definitely gave us a lot to think about today, right? <laughs> and, and, I was and, gonna say, do we that? <laughs> no, and, and so, like I told you earlier, when I was doing the research for this podcast, I had to mm-hmm. listen to you guys, right? And mm-hmm. what I love about doing this podcast is, is you learn something new every day. Oh, right. we mm-hmm. we we, got, we clear about that because Sir Hexham, you learned a lot today. So mm-hmm. did we did we not learn a lot today? Yeah, we did, we did learn a lot. We learned Didi's name, right? real name. <laughs> we learned who her brother is, right? right. You know, <laughs> but this is what I want to talk about because this is what I learned on on the uh, your podcast. And you guys were talking about emotional intelligence and attachment styles, right? And so I, I really want to encourage the listeners to go out there and and help me out. Which which uh, collection is it? That's the relationship one. I think that is collection one. Four. No, three. Collection three. three. Yeah, collection three. three. three That's yeah. what the doctor yeah. that came on at the end. Y'all talking about yeah, Malcolm yeah. and Marie, right? Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Corey. Corey Emmanuel. Corey, I want yeah. you guys to go out and listen to collection three, right? Because it's real it's really helpful. Like I, I took my uh, attachment style test last night. I just want to point that Ooh, out. Okay. Mm. Cool. And, and I appreciate you guys for for you know 
put me into that space to, you know, to want to wanna be better and to learn about myself. So I just want to give you guys a public big up because it was, it was super dope. And I learned a lot oh. about me. Nice. But listen, though, uh, Sahaksham, this is what we got to do, though. Uh-huh. We got to get you out to the next first generation event in okay. person. Yeah. Right? Okay. And, uh, it's going to be in 2022 for surely. That's all okay. I can tell you at this time. Okay. But we got to get you out. And Dr. Sasso, you are more than welcome. You're more than welcome to come, right? Because <laughs> this is what's going to happen, right? And so I don't know if this is like this for you, Sachem, if when you see your friends, right? So when I see my friends, because uh-huh. we don't see each other often, because I live in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. And, you know, they live wherever they live. But when we get uh-huh. back together, it's like we never left. Right. And so right. when all we right. all get together, it's just going to be crazy. And it's, you know what happened awesome. to me that I'm working through with that? I'm definitely going to come out. It's like, it's maybe because I'm the youngest and I look just like my dad. It's like whenever I go in that space, though, they always are like telling me about my dad. Like it's space. So I'm like, sometimes I'm like, do they see me or they just see my dad? Like, so it's kind of like. I'm always like, okay, okay. And they're telling me all these stories that I don't know nothing about. I have no memory, no nothing. Well, well so here's the thing, like, though, right? So our, yeah. our group is mostly my age. And so it's not going to be a yeah, lot of... Yeah, they're younger. So yeah, it's not going to be a lot of people It's not going to be, gonna gonna be say a lot of people like that, doing that right? to you. They, they, some no. people might be like, oh, yeah, you do look like your dad, right? And then... No, I, I welcome the stories, right? Like, I love hearing about the different... Because, uh, I mean, literally, it happens all the time when I go back to New York and I run into... Uh, tough sign, cool. It's like the first thing. It's like a story about my dad. So I'm always like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so these people are more interested in to get to know you, as opposed to to things like that, because uh, that's what, what we're we're all about. But, but your dad. Uh, this is what I'll tell you, because I I didn't know that this happened, and I, I didn't know that he passed when you were so young, right? Yeah. And, and when so I was one. When you was only mm-hmm. one, and and so yeah. What I could tell you about your dad, and this is what anybody would have to tell you, is that five minutes around him, he you knew that he loved his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the stories. I like. I love that. that I was gonna say, like, I would think that if I, if I, I have a small child, and if I had to leave my child behind, especially so young, where right. he doesn't get a chance to know me, um, right. I'm going. I'm going through this with my nieces and my nephews. My my brother-in-law was killed in a car accident, and my youngest nephew was about four months at the time, so he does not know his dad. You know what I mean? Right, but right. he has uncles that look exactly like his dad, <laughs> and so it's almost like his dad is there, even though he's not. And I would think that if you run into these people all the time and they have these stories, <clears throat> that even though you don't get to know your dad personally per se right you'll get a feel for him through these right, other right. people i would right. want i would want that for my child as well to be able right. to still get a feel for me through the people who i've been able to touch so when oh, those people get it yeah yeah, yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah so i mean i know it might make you feel a little uncomfortable but you have to understand how much joy it brings people to see you because it's almost like they still get a piece of him. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Like, they were, like well. I, I, feel, I found out that we write the same, which oh, is, wow. like, crazy. So, like, people, like, my uncles will look at my hair and they be like, oh, man, you write just like your daddy. That's, That's awesome. Crazy. Like, it's crazy. So I'm like, okay. But my mom is kind of like, okay, now. All right. Because <laughs> 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 uh, some of them be doing little digs. They be like, hey, your dad was, everybody loved him. But your mom now, she was the feisty one. I'm like, oh. Uh, 
No, she I, had to do what she needed to do. Your, your mom is uh, holding it down. I, I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this uh-huh. is true, uh, that that your mother is running the house for the Wayward Moots. Is, is that how that works out? Uh, if you don't stop calling it a house for the Wayward Moots. That all her money. If you it's true. Music, it's true. Keep this car on. It's a couple of no, years. That all us some money. Okay? So y'all, y'all be doing all types of stuff talking about my mother business is yeah it's against the religion to do with Kalani. it's against the religion to be holistic y'all trying to take money from my mother pocket they're coming and living our building y'all owe us some money okay and you know you know who you are you know who you <laughs> I, know, I know who they are i know, I know who they are <laughs> But you living up in this house and not paying your rent. Like, wait, and I, I'm confused because I thought the religion was all for holistic uh, uh, isms. I can't, exactly. I can't exactly. Right now. It was a direct jab at my mother. The direct jab. Like, I thought serious. they promoted wholeness. I, I, I didn't mean to rile you up Kal- like that. Kalonics is against the religion. Getting saunas and all this stupid ass shit they always say. And I'm like, that's a, that was taking money out of my mother pocket. Y'all supposed to support her. She got four kids. She a widow. You love my dad. And y'all gonna talk about this is a guest civil and gonna send your ass up there when she was like, get out of here. No, you done started. Listen, you done started trouble. These <laughs> the these spiritual oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you got my head hurting right now. You got my head hurting. Now, I, I Mr. With you. Damon, I wish I knew your, you know, your other names. So I'm gonna be like, look what you done did. Oh <laughs> man, look. Look what you done did. But they don't matter because the ancestors blessed my mom. She on her third house. Okay. Okay, tell see. Business is still going. Thirty plus years. And they was trying to shut her down with their stupidity. See, I, I was just saying that she was, you know, a man, a woman of the people. She was out in this, the streets helping the people out. Not anymore. Nah. It closed. <laughs> Damn people. God, the whole thing that been going on. A little, it sounds a little gab tem and yeah. not gab tem, sister. This sounds a little, little tem, this energy. <laughs> <sighs> Tell them why you mad, son. Tell tell them why you mad. <laughs> I can't believe this. You done got me. So I, I, I got to go. Man, I, I, got to. I, I didn't mean to do that. No, we was uh, <laughs> we wanted. Don't even worry about it. Wayward moods. But but, but it's gonna wayward make it on the. Uh, it's gonna make it. The wayward moods. I gotta I gotta yeah, listen I gotta. to it. See what we can leave in there because she did kind of go in <laughs> for a hot second there. I don't know. I, I don't believe it. <laughs> 
But I be telling them these people anyway. You can see new, 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 new checks. Ah, no, but so annoying. Listen, to those guys. You just... know my mother. My mother is the nicest person. Ever. She has she a lot of So for them to do that to her, even now, even 20, 30 years, she done left the society and she still helped those people. That's wrong. In in a pandemic too, the last person was living there during the pan, pandaroma. Oh, That's Lord. wrong. See, I didn't I didn't know all of that. I just I just thought she was a woman of the people. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say, oh no. Oh no. Shade. Shade. <laughs> All right, but listen, though, this has been a great show. But before you guys get out of here, I want you guys to tell the people how they can follow you, where they can check out your podcast, and um, how they can support you in any, anything that you got going on that you can talk about. Please let the people know. Um, so for the podcast, it's speakerboxpodcast.com and Speak Her Box Podcast on all platforms. For me right now, I'm just working on a project, Blader Box, all these boxes. <laughs> um, Blader Boxes, where we're just trying to get um, people on the app to really Black creators, to Blader Black creator, to get discovered, hire, and just do create dope projects. And so we're really working on that aspect and really also not just working on them getting jobs and making sure they have the business acumen to maintain these jobs and client relations and everything else to keep growing. Like Asha Hexham said in her industry, especially here we rarely see people that look like us in the room so how can we change that how can we change that i, I like where you're going with that so Hexham, you got anything to add no not yet at all speaker box pod on all platforms and speaker box podcast and then you'll find our uh individual uh yeah. igs and social i'm taking a social media break so if you add me and i'll add you back so much i'll see you next year I'll, I'll get to it next year. What? No, she'll see you next year. But listen, guys, I, I appreciate you guys taking some time off for your busy schedule. I'm telling you guys, listen to what I'm telling you. Collection three, y'all better go out and take a listen to it for real. Collection, all jokes. Yeah, yeah. Collection three, I'm yeah. listen to what I'm telling you. Collection three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, collection three. That's all I can say, right? Collection three. You tell them to all, and it's only going to get better and better over time and stuff. Like, so... Hopefully you guys enjoy it and get something out of it. That definitely, definitely gonna get something out of it. Each and every uh, podcast. And so I told them they got a great show going on. They got structure, you know, things and things like that. We need to add some of that to our show. Possibly. You guys have production meetings, don't you? <clears throat> oh yes, those meetings were every week. Yes. You, you're breaking up I, over here. I didn't hear you. But this. Ah! Is <laughs> this has been a great show. Like Fast would say, guys, uh, don't forget to meditate and let it marinate. Uh, safe it up. Crossover, but don't sell out.